Hey everybody, this is Andy Marquette, and I am joined by my really tired colleague and friend, Joe Bell. Hi, Joe. We're women in words. How are you? Hi. No, I'm so wide awake. What are you talking about? It's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy talk. Yeah. I. You know what? Here's the deal. Last night, Tara and I started watching this new show on Hulu. Um, I don't even remember the name of it, but... We really liked hmm. it, and we just kept watching. Uh, it starts with an R. Oh, that yeah, that'll they'll narrow it down. Hold, on, I'm gonna figure it out. It's really, <laughs> it's like retribution or something. I don't know. Um, okay, cool. Uh, anyway, it's from the same people who make uh, URL. Whatever, that's cool. It's from Sounds the great. same people who make uh, <laughs> who made The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, oh, okay. Um, God, what the fuck is it called? I, it's really bothering me. I'm 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 logging into okay. Hulu right now so I can okay. look it up. And it's it's great. I'm gonna tell you. Um and <laughs> Joe's looking <laughs> it up, y'all. <laughs> it was really good. Anyway, Tara's all like, one more episode, one more episode, one more and so we just kept watching yeah, one yeah, more yeah. episode and it. you see how that happens. I don't recognize any of these shows. I do see how that, I sort of get how that happens. And whatever. I'm I say that like we were up all night. We went to bed around midnight. But <laughs> it just you know, it gets away from you. Oh. It's not yeah, even I in do. my keep watching stuff. Not even in your- what the fuck was the name of that show? Damn it. Holy crap. Well anyway, y'all, while Job is trying to figure out the name of the show, um, I'm just going to tell you who we are. We're women in words. For those of you who are just joining us and thinking, Jesus fucking Christ, who are these people? We are the blog Women and Words, womenwords.org. And this blog generally has all kinds of cool stuff on it about LGBTQ writing, especially female, female centric writing and authors and publishing and just all the things. Pretty much, Joe, we talk about all the things on this blog, don't we? Yeah, Reprisal. That's the name of it. Reprisal. Ah, there you go, friends. Reprisal. It's Hulu. It's pretty fucking good. Anyway, hey, I, I got this package in the mail this week. And? From our friend Angela, Angela Grace and her wife yeah, yeah, yeah. Sent, mm-hmm. me this, sent me this package. Because um, a few months ago, I sent them both. I made, them a, I made them some pens and I sent them some pens. And she sent me these amazing hardwood blanks i don't even know what kind of wood this is but it's fucking gorgeous and she sent me like a package that has like 20 of these blanks in it (laughs) because apparently that's awesome yeah and pin blanks are not like these are nice these are really really nice they're not like i don't even know i don't know what kind of wood this is angela Please, for the love of God, tell me what kind of wood you bought because it's beautiful. It's amazing. And uh, with the note, it says, can we have another pen? (laughs) Apparently, she thinks I'm going to fuck up 19 (laughs) in order to get one. But they're gorgeous. I'm very excited about them. That is amazing. Tara laughed at at the whole 20 pin blanks for a request for one pin. She's all... Did they think you're really bad at this or? <laughs> well, honey, I'm not great at it. So it's possible. 
They're amazing. They're really, really nice. It's a really nice, dense wood. It might be, actually, it looks like a walnut, but it's not American Ooh. walnut. American walnut is really soft. For those mm -hmm. of you, dear listener, who don't know this, but Brazilian walnut is a really dense, hard wood. It's one of the hardest woods, like, in terms of, like, rating of hardness. It's, like, one of the hardest woods on the planet. And, uh, but American uh, walnut is really, really soft. Um... And this looks like walnut, but it doesn't feel like the walnut that I have. So I'm thinking maybe it's Brazilian walnut. And Ooh, it is... Well, now. Yeah, that shit's expensive. So thank, thanks, Angela. I am honored to be the recipient of your wood. I... <laughs> 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 Did you did you notice that like hesitation there? I realized yeah, as I was saying it that it was just saying. gonna go somewhere bad. But <laughs> oh, that's sorry okay, about that. Um, that is a cool story. I have a funny gift story as well. <laughs> You're all like, stop talking. <laughs> no, but I I love that Angela sent those. Oh, um, me like, too. Really freaking cool. Um. Here's a funny story. I was talking to my folks yesterday and I, my mom tells me, she goes, um, I'm really sorry about this, but you know, this package came for you a while ago and I totally, I put it with some other stuff. And I just totally forgot to give it to you. You guys <laughs> bust my mom's heart. This package was from 2016. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> It's like, because, you know, I'm always on the road. And so it's like, it just got, you know, lost in the shuffle. And, you know, sometimes I don't really, I'm pretty good about checking my mail most of the time. But for whatever reasons, this one just got buried somewhere. And so I was like, what the actual hell? So I opened it and it was from Jove, our good friend CK in oh, New Zealand. Fun. Who sent me, you guys, two pairs of socks. From New Zealand. Kiwis, with kiwis on them. Oh, my God. I am so excited. So I emailed CK last night. And I was like, I am so sorry. I hope you haven't thought I was an asshole for the last, like, two, three years. Because <laughs> I never got your socks. And I finally got your socks. And actually, I'm kind of glad I got them when I did. Because I've been having kind of a shitty week. And I was just really, it was a great pick-me-up. Even though, you know, it was a while in the coming. <laughs> Better late than never. Thank you so much, CK. I am, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Nice bunch. They're and they're super cute with the little kiwis on them. And I'm just okay. like, oh my god. Dear listener, for those of you who don't understand what she's talking about, she's not talking about fruit. It's not fruit on a sock. Oh, kiwi birds. Yeah, yeah. The uh, you know the national bird or animal of New Zealand. Yeah, they're little birds that bounce up and down but don't fly. <coughs> they're kind of like New Zealand chickens. <laughs> Oh my god, no you didn't go there. They so. probably taste pretty good with roasted oh my potatoes. God. Stop it. Stop it. Do people eat kiwis? Eat, do they? I don't think they eat kiwis. I think they're, they're like Oh my god, just stop. I think <laughs> if you're hungry, you eat a kiwi. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I maybe I do need more sleep cuz I have said inappropriate things already. So many of them. Mm -hmm. It's good All right, to be friends, me. Dear listener, Let's um. Anyway, that that's um. Getting cool packages this time of year is fun. Am I right? It's the best. It's the total best, especially when they're unexpected. Yeah, mine was 
totally three years ago unexpected like yeah. i'm just like wow this is gonna be a cool mail story that's you know postal story i was like please i hope you didn't think that the post service was an asshole i hope you don't think i'm an asshole or my mom's an asshole it just like one of those weird things and so see anyway that's funny because mine arrived probably last week and tara put it aside for me and i found it last night i thought that was a bit of a delay yours was longer <laughs> Mine was way longer. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah, much longer. Say, um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, CK, I'm so, so sorry. Um, obviously, I suck at receiving packages. <laughs> it's, but I really appreciate it. It was, it was just, it was great. Really great. Thank you. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> shit. Okay, so I guess those were our stories. Those were are those our stories for today, Joe? Sure. Yeah, I say right. yes. <clears throat> All right. So, friends, um, we had uh, kind of a short week on the on the blog because, as many of you should know by now, Joe and I are ramping up for our major, huge ass book giveaway event, which Joe launches on Thursday. Wow, who knew? And yeah, okay, so we'll, we're going to talk about that after we talk about all the cool, groovy stuff on the blog. And then we'll t tell you all about the, the event, and so things are going to be kind of like not the usual schedule around here. So don't freak out, because you'll have a good time at the Hootenanny, I guarantee it. Okay, so on December 2nd, Katie Williamson, the awesome Katie Williamson, stopped by and blogged about her latest release, Big Girl Pill, and full disclosure, Jove and I are co-founders and co-owners of the publishing house that published that book, and we're really, really excited about it. We, we love Katie, we love working with her, and we love this book. Um, <clears throat> so she was talking about uh, Katie's audience, you know, readers are most probably most familiar with her Blurred Lines and Slash Crossing Lines books. And Katie says these books were her introduction to the professional world of female-female fiction, lesbian, WLW fiction, whatever you want to call it, she says. And then she says they made a splash. That's not bragging or arrogance when I say readers had strong reactions to those books for one reason or another. Respectfully, after I was done with Kelly slash Nora and ready to move on to new creations, I chose an interracial couple. This is what Katie knows because she is a black woman married to a white woman. So she toiled over the characterizations in blurred lines and crossing lines, and it never occurred to me, and we've had this conversation with her, that her MCs, her main characters, could be black. And Katie has said this many times on her blog, on podcasts, and even here at Women in Words, simply because the default in lesbic is white characters. This much she was aware of. She says, I was not familiar with the overall rules of lesbic romance or what is affectionately called the romance formula, but I knew if I wanted these books to sell, the characters needed to be white. Let's pause for a second now that I've thrown this out. I need to clarify a thing or two. She says, when I say I didn't know the rules, I mean that I was not a big reader of lesbic novels. I was in fandom and fanfic where at times there are no rules. This is the mentality I had writing my first novels and this is the mentality I maintain. I just write. And sometimes I go un I go expected places. Sometimes I do not. Sometimes my characters curse. Sometimes they do not. Sometimes they are butches who strap. Sometimes they are not. 
But for now and for always, I will have a black and or multicultural character in the lead. Big Girl Pill is reflective of that promise, just as Between the Lines Pink and Drawing the Line was. The characters are relatable, down-to-earth, with depth and idiosyncrasies. These new characters, Maya and Nina, are all this and more. The story is simple, but somehow complicated. And then she provides the synopsis. So, for Katie, Big Girl Pill is a novel about becoming and learning. It's a novel about laughter, good times, and difficult choices, and their consequences. And there's a really sweet romance underneath all that. Joe, you and I have both read Big, Big Girl Pill um, as readers and as editors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really enjoyed these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, they're funny. Katie is funny. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really fun dialogue and back and forth and it was for me it was really cool to watch these two women from very different backgrounds sort of navigate the spaces between not only each other but like their families who are very very different and and figuring out how to make try to make this work and ultimately we hope it works I'm not going to reveal no spoilers and figure out who they are apart as well as together. And I, I don't know. I, I, it's a very sweet thing as Katie says, but I also found it just really a really fun read and, and moving in a lot of ways, watching these two women negotiate the difficulties that were thrown at them in the course of the story. What was your take? Well, here's the thing. Dear listener, (laughs) I really enjoy Katie, and so I really enjoy her writing, and I love the fact that she will take a really, as she said, a really, really simple story and take you through the depth of the relationship and the nuance of the relationship. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did too. It was, well, I mean, I enjoy Katie's stories. It takes a lot, just dear listener, uh, from a a writer's point of view, it takes a lot more, the skill involved in writing a simple story in a way that is, that still compels you to keep reading is much, much greater than writing an action packed like a suspense drama you know, a suspense romance, romantic suspense, mm-hmm. whatever. It takes a lot more. Um, it, it You just have to have bigger chops to pull off a really, really simple love story and actually make it compelling. Mm-hmm. It's it's a testimony. It's a great read. And yeah. yes, um, that. it released December 3rd. That was Tuesday. And um, also, Katie will be, Katie's book will be at the Hootenanny, so you do have a chance to win it, la la la. Um, But anyway, also follow Katie on social media because she's irreverent, funny, uh, deep, with really intelligent and articulate takes on the world, and I, I love following her. So go to her website and follow her on social media. Yeah, we've got and a. You will not be disappointed. We've got a Q and A coming up uh, that'll be uh, up this Wednesday. Also, excellent. And that way you can find. We'll have all the places you can go to find her. And it's just definite. Just do it, okay? Mm-hmm. Trust us. Well, maybe don't trust us for everything, but trust us on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trust definitely trust us on this. On this, yeah. yeah. So 
Thank you, KD. Always love it when you stop by. I love your views on the world. And I think uh, your views do make me think. And they make me like engage differently with tough, tough subjects. And I appreciate that. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yes. December 5th, RG Emanuel stopped by. This is her final blog before the Hoot Nanny. Um, because the Hoot Nanny is 12 days of Cray. So you've got to come and join us. Mm-hmm. And I almost spit out my coffee when I read this, this blog. <laughs> Tell me. Um, <clears throat> if, if you, dear listeners, if you are aware of South Park, if you've watched the show, there's like, there's a character um, <laughs> called the, the character that goes, Hi ho. And so that's how she started this blog was, Hi ho. And I almost, I just died laughing because that character, I'm not even going to tell you if you don't know because it's irreverent and it's sort of something that like 10 year old boys would really cackle over. But anyway, look it up. Christmas poo on South Park and you'll see what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, that's something that a lot of people don't realize about RG is that she's really irreverent like Katie. She's irreverent but in different ways. And so she she like has seen all the South Park episodes. She watches things like that and she comes out with the most hilarious things. And you wouldn't expect it from her because she's like, you know, comes across as kind of like quiet and straight laced. But trust me on this, she's freaking hilarious. I okay, think so, so too. <clears throat> Yeah, she's really, really funny. And she does really great impressions. Nobody knows that because she doesn't share all that all the time with people. But she's she does really great impressions. Um, so she's doing a year-end wrap-up and a Dirt Road Books wrap-up. Mentions Big Girl Pill. And <clears throat> also promoted or talked about her own release, Jove, A Year in the Kitchen with R.G., and this contains the recipes from the first year of the Dirt Road Books newsletter. All proceeds from that are going to Oregon Food Bank. So, which, which is, is super cool. So, super awesomely, amazingly cool. Uh, it's. <clears throat> I'm just going to throw this out there. So, if you all are thinking, "Wow, that would be a great thing to to buy," so I could like you know donate to this cause. It's three ninety nine. You can afford this. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. It's a great cause, and there's some great recipes. There's some drink recipes, some main course recipes, and some side dish recipes. You could do a whole freaking meal based on this one little recipe book. Mm-hmm. And our own RG, RG Emanuel, is a trained chef. She did go to culinary school, and so she knows she knows whereof she speaks. And these are all recipes she developed that are based either on short stories by DRB authors or uh, like a, an occasion like pride or something. Th- these are all original recipes. So I think you'll find something in there that you will like. And we hope that you purchase it and support the Oregon food bank. Uh, why, the reasons- why did we pick the Oregon food bank? I'm going to let you explain that Joe. Oh, I cut you <laughs> off. Go ahead and keep saying what you were saying. No, go ahead. Well, the Oregon Food Bank, dear listeners, just just, because I think this was a really interesting choice. Uh, I am like physically the closest to it, uh, but none of us live in Oregon. And I didn't even realize that y'all were discussing the Oregon Food Bank as a possibility. But the reason uh, that this is the the organization that that we chose is because 
the Oregon Food Bank specifically addresses the issue of hunger among the LGBTQ community. Like that's one of their one of their stated missions is to um, fix that because people on the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus spectrum in the queer community hunger <laughs> exists at a, at a at a much higher rate, almost double that of national averages. I, if I remember um, mm-hmm. uh, RG's statistics properly so basically they've they've recognized that this particular um at-risk community (coughs) is at greater risk of of Mm -hmm. dealing with issues of hunger and so they they look they look specifically to target that and that's a really really big deal a lot of um, food banks are linked to churches which is great nothing no no shade here that's great but they they don't typically have programs that uh, are intended to address the queer community and so to find to find a food bank that focuses on that is really cool there's one here in vancouver called uh, martha's pantry have you heard of that andy um i don't think so tell us more uh they they specifically deal with not not the queer community uh but back when it was formed it was it definitely definitely was intended and in, you know almost in, exclusively for the queer community because the, they um, provide food support for um people with uh hiv and aids so mm. oh wow that is so cool yeah super cool but not not the same i mean the oregon food bank does it you know they're very specific in the way that they do it it's different so you know it's just cool that those places exist that's what i'm trying to say that is so cool love it yeah so wow so and i don't know i just i this time of year i think it's really important to get engaged and to volunteer time and and money if you have it because so many people have such a hard time yes at, at this, this point of the year and i think not only does doing something like this for others really it kind of helps you feel better and more engaged with communities but it helps the people on the receiving end of that so yeah. sharing the love benefits everybody and it's a it's kind of a really cool thing to see that energy get spread mm-hmm. around a lot during this time of year so if if you find it in your heart to cook or even if you know somebody who does you could gift this little book to them 399 yeah. friends and it's got some really cool recipes and honestly i have tried almost all of them rg and i actually have made the the ribs that she included in there and they're delicious Oh my god. <laughs> this none of this surprises me. I So it's something really fun like like the bigger dishes that she includes in there. Um I just think one of the fun things you could do is get with friends or partners or spouses or whomever and and like cook together because I am a firm believer that cooking together and sharing food together helps build community there's like something really primal and ancient about that and i just think that this book can help you do that because the recipes are like i said there's a bunch of different kinds there's there's beverages side dishes and appetizers and i think there's a couple of dessert recipes and any one of those just cooking it with somebody that you care about I don't know. I just think that's just a really cool thing. So for me, so many of my buttons are pushed <laughs> with this with this recipe book. It's a great cause. 
that the money goes to. It's the idea of of developing something and sharing it with someone else and the idea of cooking it and eating it with someone else. It's just like, that's just like, I love that. I'm a huge kind of foodie kind of person in that way. So I yes. love everything about it. <laughs> I love it all. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the other releases that RG brought up. Penny on Parade. That is Penny Taylor and Gil, Gil, Jesus, fuck, Jill McKnight. Gil Jill. I was just, Gil Jill. Uh, Jill McKnight, a tell-all about Taylor's first year in the British Army in the early 1970s, which was a really amazingly difficult time in the British Army. I mean, everywhere, because this was like the nascent years of feminism and the nascent years of the lesbian feminist movement and the lesbian movement. And so Penny experienced what that was like when she went into the military. She was very young and and realized something about herself that she was probably not straight and what that meant in this context. It's That's kind of a – and her descriptions of military life were just like – they were like, wow. And but then the the personal difficulties that she encountered too. It was I don't know. I, I ended up enjoying this book and I'm not a big military memoir kind of person, but I was like, wow, I really did end up enjoying this book and her experiences and I just kept thinking this was not that long ago because, you know, Penny's still with us and she still goes around and talks about these things and you think about, oh, this could never happen and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, y'all, this is our lifetimes is what was happening to her in the mm -hmm. military. And it was very recent that the don't ask, don't tell policy in the U.S. got canned. I mean, these are things that we should really still think about because if we don't and we don't keep making sure that these, that these rights remain with us, we could end up losing them again. So... This book, I think, really helps helps you kind of frame that and realize that, you know, here's a woman who went through this and we could, frankly, go through it again, especially with the trans ban that this the current administration in this country implemented. So I think it's a very timely memoir that she put together here with Jill. And um, anyway, that, too, will be at the Hootenanny, so you could win a copy and find out all about it. Um, uh huh. Yes, yes. And Louisa Kelly's Fiona the Gold and Dragon Shifters, and has a really cool female-female romance amidst all the suspense and thriller-ish qualities of this book. Paranormal. I'm, I'm calling it kind of a paranormal suspense, female-female fun ride. So we'll have copies of that as well. And if you're into shifter stories. Um, I was not familiar with dragon shifter stories and this was like really cool. <laughs> I was like, wow, dragons, who doesn't love dragons? And just think about if you could shift into one, oh my God. And then shift back just to have that power to be a dragon. Oh my God. That was the coolest part for me. What was it for you, Joe? Oh, the romance. And it's not even the romance. It's the, it's this fun sort of the characters have this 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 beautiful sweet innocence and yet at the same time aren't innocent at all it's it, it plays really really well I really like the there's four characters that are sort of fit in this sort of 
mm-hmm. it, it, it just has such a wonderful youthful innocence to it but at the same time they're not young and they're they're not innocent it's just their interactions together are just really really sweet and that was mine i love that it was really sweet yeah and shifting (laughs) Uh, well yeah i mean yeah i think i'm supposed to say that but really i just really like the 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 relationships Mm -hmm. i'm all about the character building though you know that that's how i write yes so that's true that's true um and rg mentions that earlier this year we released wild rides which is an anthology of romantic and or erotic short stories by the venerable Sachi Green. It's a sexy romp through various times and places. That is a really, really fun anthology. And I love Sachi's different takes on things and how she has such, it's such a wide ranging collection of her stories from, and she does, she takes you all over the world, all over the world and through various times. And she even has kind of like a little paranormal story in there. And it's just it just shows you her range as a writer and as a writer of romance and erotica. And some of the stories are are sweet and romantic and others are just, you know, smoking steamy hot erotica because Mm -hmm. that's what she's known for. And she's very good at it. Yeah, she's known for that because she is just kick ass at erotica. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she's also an editor and puts together anthologies that are romantic and erotic so if you get a chance and i'm not saying this because you know we published this book it's just like i really like her work and you know for those of you who don't often read short stories this is a really good place to start if you like you like a little spice and then maybe you you like like stories with lesser spice this is a good place to start because she writes an excellent short story yeah um and we also released recently, like last month, hello, Jill McKnight, Borage. Mm-hmm. I, I, y'all, I love Jill's writing, okay, mm-hmm. across the board. I absolutely love this book. It's, it's the first in her Plague Tree Coven series, and it's all about witches, and but there's other stuff going on here, and I'm not going to tell you because i don't want to spoil it but suffice it to say if you have read jill's work in the past and you know you're going to get a really fun delightful sometimes scary and difficult sort of story but it's going to have a lot of humor a lot of really fun dialogue back and forth and and in this particular book this the situations that the characters get into in some ways, oh my god, I was howling. I was laughing so hard at mm-hmm. some of the scenes in this book. So that too, along with our other books, will be available for giveaway at the Hoot Nanny. So you might be able to pick yourself up a copy. Just saying. Yeah, Gilgil has. I I, I I rant about her so frequently. I don't really need to do it again. But I she's amazing. I am madly in love with her writing. Just yes. oh my irrepressibly, God. madly in love. It's Do yourselves a favor, y'all. And if you haven't read her writing before, maybe start with this one because it's so delightful. And and it has just the, nut, the right undercurrents of foreboding for the next books in the series. It's so good. So start here if you've never read Jill McKnight. And then please branch out and read everything else she's ever written because you will not 
be disappointed. Yeah. That's my, it's just like, because I'm a huge Jill McKnight fan. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And just as an aside, y'all, and Edder did blog with us yesterday. Uh, Joe and I are recording this a little bit late because we had technical difficulties. Oh, my God. And Ann Edder has some really great titles there for you to explore and look at and consider. And Ann, who does um, the, she uh, records audiobooks, like she is the voice for some audiobooks. She is giving away a couple of those at the Hoot Nanny, so you will find her there too. Look at me promoting everything and everybody. So we would like you to engage with us at the Hoot Nanny. That's my point. And now <laughs> let's talk about what precisely this thing is that we have been blathering about for the past month and a half, two months now. Joe, what is the Hoot Nanny? Okay. So the Hoot Nanny, God bless us, is mm -hmm. the awful runaway bastard brainchild <laughs> uh, that Andy and I came up with several years ago. Um, which it, it, the idea was we just wanted to do like some sort of like thank you for the support that we get throughout the year at Women in Words. And we just uh, we wanted to say, hey, readers, we love you. And then we reached out to other authors and said, hey, would you like to tell readers that you love them too? Let's give away some books. And so we we wanted to do something at the holidays. We didn't want to do anything that's linked to any specific holiday because because we, because. we <laughs> Andy and I both celebrate and celebrate is something that we both that I'm going to use l l very loosely because I don't know that you celebrate it, but you observe it uh, Christmas. But that's just our experience. So if, you know, mm -hmm. things come across as more Christmas, we apologize. But, you know, we really don't want to leave anything out. So that's why it's called the Hoot Nanny. And for 12 days in the month of December, we at Women in Words facilitate this massive book giveaway wherein the authors in the lesbian fiction community give away a whole bunch of books to a whole bunch of readers. Um, and it's, it's set over, like I said, it's set over the course of 12 days. Andy's going to tell you the actual dates because every time I try to, every single year, I fuck up the dates. So <laughs> that's going to be up to Andy to explain. But, you know, the post will go live in the morning telling you which books we're giving away that day. People sign up all throughout the day and then before the day ends uh, we go through and we close out the drawing notify the winners and the, the authors and all those books get distributed and dear listener it is to my great uh, chagrin to announce that this relies on a spreadsheet for us to keep everything straight so uh, <laughs> sorted Straight isn't really what I wanted to go for there. Sorted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we really encourage, I'm going to say this now, I'm going to say this again, I'm going to say this many, many times. We really encourage, if you don't see a book that you have won, if you see your name listed as a winner on the Hootenanny, but you didn't get an email telling you that you won, or if you got an email telling you that you won, but you haven't heard from the author or whatever, Usually I would say waiting through the end of the year because some people do the notifications all at once, whatever. Anyway, anyway, if you don't hear back, please reach out to us because we have a spreadsheet. We can check on this stuff. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's not cool to win something that you didn't actually get, right? It's like all the excitement without any of the follow through. There's, it's, 
I almost yeah. made a really inappropriate. You almost made a really inappropriate joke. <laughs> correlation there. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's this really cool giveaway, and we really want you to enjoy it as much as we enjoy it, which is to say a lot because we keep doing it. It it fills my soul with all sorts of goodness. So anyway, and it, it gets crazy, and I it, think we do, I... like, eyeballs shake in our heads, you know, as we're trying to like coordinate this huge event. And I was telling Joe earlier, you guys, that I was um, going through the, the our fabulous spreadsheet, which gives us all the info, and and setting up the different days of the different books. And I and I did a quick, really, you know, kind of like cursory count. And it looks like we're probably going to be giving away about 450 books this year. That's nice. I want you to sit. I want that to sink in, friends. 450 books. So that's a lot. lot. And we do it over 12 days, December 12th. We always start the 12th because we want to end the 23rd to give Jove and me a chance to recover for a little bit before we actually have to do like family stuff and things like that. So it's 12 days, and yeah. each day is a different list of books. We're not just giving away the same books 450 times. Each day is a different list of books, and that requires that you have to come to the blog every day and, and leave a comment. That's, it's, it's that easy to get in on the drawing. You just leave a comment on the blog, and boom, you're entered. Mm-hmm. So, and go ahead and chit-chat back and forth with your other Hootenanny friends. Um, we only count your first comment. And you can chat away as much as you want. But we hope that you come and engage with others and that you use the lists throughout the year as potential reading fodder. That's the other thing that a lot of people have told us they love about this event is they find out about books they may not have found out about otherwise. And that's always cool to hook up authors with new readers in my you know I, I love that so it's it does get a little crazy and it gets a little frazzling and again if you don't hear from us if you want something you see your name posted next to the book you haven't heard anything check your spam filters first then drop us a line and we'll we'll we've got the spreadsheet as joe says we can call things up and figure this out for you we're not going to let you like not get something because that sucks to win something and not win something, you know. So try to have a little bit of patience because it is a kind of an insane event. Um, but we are, you know, very amenable to helping fix things up and make sure that you do, in fact, get at least, if not the book that you were supposed to get, that you will get a book. Because sometimes, for whatever reasons, Joe, every year we always have like some weirdness happen that. You know, an author drops off the face of the earth and then they'll pop up again at like two months down the line. Oh, hey, I just saw this. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, life happens. Life happens. Emails full of gremlins. Whatever. We get it. Whatever. We get it. But, you know, it's a fun event and and almost and I'd say we have about a 95 percent rate on this on getting things through and getting things accomplished. But there's going to be glitches. We get it. That's okay. Yeah. We'll work through it together. We we will. <laughs> we mm-hmm. we will because it's it's an event about community and family and all of those things. Mm-hmm. That's and the people, point. Yeah, and people end up like chatting on the blog, and then and then who knows? Maybe they take those conversations offline, and they end up becoming really cool book friends. Mm-hmm. It that happens. It's like 
that does happen and it's it's just fun okay so it starts again december 12th it's coming up pretty soon and it goes through the 23rd and we our time frame is 9 a.m to 9 p.m eastern standard time u.s and um we supply a link on every day's blog with a world clock so you can figure out what that translates to in your time zone wherever in the world you are so that you won't miss you know getting your your name in for a, a comment for the day's drawing and we do shut the blog down sharply at like 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time US so that we can immediately start doing the giveaways and we do that every night we yeah. are on and you know i i feel like i've gotten fairly efficient at doing the giveaways although andy would tell you that every year it's a new challenge for her trying to follow along <laughs> i i try uh but my point is yeah well but my point is even even after this many years of experience doing it it still takes a couple of hours to sort it all out it does every it does. night and and um so you know i i I just like to put that out there because, you know, it takes us a few few months ahead of time of prep work and then a few mm -hmm. hours every night, at, you know, at, you know, holiday peak time. And that's just because, you know, we love to do this, you guys. So mm -hmm. that. So that. Yeah. Exactly that. That's it. <laughs> did you did you have anything else or can I wrap this up? I did. I just wanted people to be aware that with the Hoot Nanny, um, all the other activity on the blog shuts down. Uh, I am currently working my ass off to get a book list out of new releases for December. I'm going to try to do that before the Hoot Nanny. I'm almost done. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, y'all, but it's just been this time. I'm sorry that it's taken me a little bit longer together. But I guarantee that you're going to find all kinds of cool books on the Hoot Nanny as well. So. Just bear with us. December's a uh, really not so time on on the blog, and you know we're not we're gonna not do the podcast as well, Joe, for the next couple of weeks because it's the hoot nanny time, and that's all we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what so Andy said. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Join us at the blog, and mm -hmm. Joe, give them the information where they can find all this stuff and take us on out of here. Yeah, and if anybody else feels like sending me some beautiful hardwood, I'm totally okay with that. I I will probably open the package before next year. If you know, I probably won't yeah. have a three year lag, which is apparently the average at Andy's house. The average so, house for my my house. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you wanted to, I'd be okay with it. Uh, anyway, this has been the Week in Review for Women in Words. I am Joe Bell here today with Andy Marquette. You can find us online at womenwords.org. Uh, please like, subscribe, leave a review. All of those things to help the other lesbians of the internet to find us. Please remember that next couple of weeks we are going to be offline, but the blog is going to be online giving shit away. So go <laughs> check out the Hoot Nanny. Uh, until the new year, thanks for listening. We'll catch you then. <laughs>